what it is. Higher, 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 the podium an olympics podcast or once again a world cup podcast which is recording now thank you very much road i love your products uh, we are here for a exciting episode our penultimate world cup episode for 2022 we're here to review the week that was look ahead to the final get pumped get excited england are out you can see behind me suck at england um we're all pumped and excited for the final that we always wanted to see the only two countries that have beaten Australia in this World Cup will be battling it out to see which is a superior nation, while the two countries that beat Canada and got out of their group will be battling off for Canada's gold, of course, the bronze medal. Uh, very exciting times to be an Olympic slash World Cup fan. My name is Ben, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Emu Plains' number one fan who took the week off last week because he was ashamed of how good Colin caught up with him in the rankings. It's Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back. To be back. Um, yeah, I feel like these last couple of days we've established like a little bit of normalcy again, like the dream runs over. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're back to kind of the serious players. Yes, exactly. And also joining us is a man who is looking so thrilled to be alive right now as he talks to another man who finally got his Canada jersey. Uh, <laughs> the week of the final they were very, um, they thought things were going to be different, Nike. But anyway, uh, Colin Hilding, welcome back. Yeah, I'm shocked you got it in 2022. I thought you were going to be, you know, arri- having it arrive, I don't know, sometime during the 2026 World Cup. But uh, good for you. I think they and were. Suck, suck at England. Yeah, exactly. They were very hopeful of a uh, Group F semi-finalists. And they obviously thought it would be Canada. But clearly it was uh, both Croatia and, uh, and Morocco. They got the wrong ones. But uh, we... Are here, the final, obviously only a couple of days away. Argentina, France, South America versus Europe. We've got this very weird streak that continues for nearly 100 years at the World Cup where we only ever have European or South American nations in the final. We nearly had history with Africa, but it didn't quite happen. But, uh, Jared, you touched on it, kind of normalcy resumes, kind of the first normal final we've had in eight years. No disrespect to Croatia making it four years ago, but, uh, you know, it felt a bit odd, Croatia making a final, but... Good Argentina going for their third ever World Cup. Their first since 86. And it's all messy, messy, messy. That's the player. It's not quite messy. It's quite clean for them, actually. Or we've got France looking to become the first uh, country in about 70 years to win back-to-back 
World Cups. Um, just I'll touch on the final first of all, and we can talk about other things that happen. But how are you feeling about this final, Jared? And which way? I mean, do you care? Do you Mbappe versus Messi? Who do you, who do you like better? I think I'm on the uh, Mbappe train. Um, it's like it's it's the overexposure of Messi. I think like yep. he's good, but I've heard <laughs> enough about him, you know. Um, but really, I, don't, I feel like now I don't carry the way. Like it was like Morocco is keeping things alive and interesting, and like it was going to be such a fairy tale story. And now, like to me, kind of the third place playoff is a bit more exciting because they're there. Um, but 2 a.m. for both of them is is a bit rough. Um, it might be a uh, extended highlights watching, I think, after the fact. I'm pretty sure it was 2 a.m. four years ago as well uh, because I, I vaguely remember staying up and then falling asleep halfway through it um, and, again, not really caring four years ago. So uh, I think this is two in a row for us. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of with you there and everything you said I, I know I should be cheering for Argentina because I picked them to win from the beginning and I never usually get things like this right but Messi like it's it's you're just a bit sick of it like it's I mean we get that the guy's good does he really need to win a world cup to solidify like are we going to look back at this guy in 50 years time and go well he never won a world cup so he must be shit um probably not his name's Cristiano Ronaldo if we're doing that but that's another story um yeah, and whoever would have thunk it that on this show I would be here sitting here going, yeah, maybe I want France to win. Uh, <laughs> so look at look at it. four years time. I'm clearly going to be cheering for England. Colin, do you give a shit? <laughs> France, Argentina. <laughs> I, 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 the first thought I had is I really have no investment in this at this point, um, and it's not that I don't care. Uh, it's just I. I I think like a lot of people, I kind of got on the Moroccan bandwagon and um, that's pretty much done now. Not, not completely done. I guess still go for third, but uh, I think that um, I think that there's a story either way. Like you mentioned, there's the messy story, which is really the only thing that's getting media coverage here in Canada anymore is just messy, messy, messy. Uh, but uh, you also have the built-in story of France winning back to back. So one way or another, you know, it, there's some type of story going into this. There's something to get a little bit excited about if you care, which uh, I, I don't know. I'm about a 25% care right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be like at an 80 if Morocco was in there. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, you know, I, I still doesn't matter who's playing. If it was fucking England versus... I don't know, another country. I don't think I don't dislike any other country. England versus, you know, uh, Taylor Swift. I'd probably still watch it. <laughs> uh, it's just, let's be honest, England would still lose on penalties. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's it's still the World Cup final. We're going to watch it. But, um, yeah, it's it's obviously a shame that, you know, Morocco, this fairy tale, didn't quite make it there. But I think this is the thing with the World Cup. No matter how it generally goes, you always end up with one of like a few countries in the final, <laughs> like it's sort of, you know, it's exciting along the way, but uh, you know, Croatia was the biggest shock to make a final, I think in a very long time. So, and even now it's kind of normal, isn't it? Oh, Croatia in the semis again. There they are. That's just Croatia. I mean, it, it, in a weird way, it's kind of like what France was back in 98. The first world cup final I ever watched was France, Brazil. And back then France had never made a final before. That was their first one. They won Spain, I guess, 12 years ago. But, like, it's sort of France and Spain were always there and they're about to expect them to get there one day. Whereas, you know, it'd be like if Belgium had made it. But anyway, but um, I think, like, it's interesting on the fact that you've got both these countries going for their third. Uh, 
And I think that both of them, you know, have a level of history because, again, it's all about Messi. But then even just for the country of Argentina, I don't know if you've seen the scenes that we've had in Buenos Aires in the last, like, 24 to 48 hours of just, like, them stocking. You thought Federation Square was packed, Jared. Like, holy fucking shit. I think the whole population of Melbourne was in the uh, the streets of Buenos Aires, and it looked absolutely incredible. I mean, this is a country that lives and breathes this sport. Uh, you know, everyone always talks about Brazil living and breathing the sport, which obviously they do, but I think Argentina always gets forgotten about how much they love it. This is like Colin back in 2010 when all of Canada shut down to watch the gold medal match. Like it's, it's that level of passion. And then you got the French who they only really give a shit about it when they get to the final. Like, oh, in the final, oh, yes, we are so good. And then they haven't even realised it beforehand. But This is the one with the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are no baguettes. Where are the frogs? Uh, do we run away from this one? Um, <laughs> but, but like, I think the level of that, that would be interesting because you've got to go all the way back, of course, to the 60s, 58 and 62, when Brazil won back-to-back. It's only been done twice, Italy in 34 and 38, and Brazil in 58 and 62. So it's uh, none of our lifetimes have we ever seen a country win back-to-back. And this is France, who generally choke every second World Cup. I didn't even say they were getting out of the group because uh, I just thought the World Cup curse and everything along those lines. And then you got Mr. Mbappe who gets compared to Pelé and who was on those teams back for Brazil all those years ago. So there's a level of history, I think, at least for both of these countries, which is good and it's it's interesting and exciting. So... I don't know. Like, I just... Like, the finals generally are not good. It's always the third place games. This is what I've been saying all along. Like... Besides the last final where we had six goals scored, we generally get like a goal scored in the final or goes to penalties or extra time. It's pretty bland. So, yeah, Jared, I mean, are you going to stay up for it or are you going to sort of maybe record it, get up 6 a.m. or something like that or record it, stream it, Ben? This isn't 1998. Come on. (laughs) Bring out the VCR. (laughs) I think it's going to be a watch after the fact uh, and probably later than 6 a.m. too, uh, maybe not before 8 a.m., um, maybe even an afternoon watch on that day. Uh, don't get like spoiled lunch now. Break. That's it. <laughs> so don't message Jared while we're watching the final. Okay. Oh my God. I can't believe Taylor Swift came on the pitch and scored a goal for France. Oh God. But I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of that level of, I think given the time of the year as well, like, I mean, did we ever think we're going to have a world cup final less than a week from Christmas? Mm. Uh, which apparently, fun fact, it's actually on Qatar's National Day. So I guess they were rooting for something, right? It's kind of like the Australian Open, how we always have Australia Day during the Australian Open, but we never get an Australian playing on Australia Day, right? Like, it just never mm-hmm. happens. Um, Colin, I don't even know where I was going with what I was rambling on about there. But, I mean, for you, what, it's at like 9 in the morning, is it not, on a Sunday? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty simple for you. Are you going to get up? You're already up. You're you're an early I'm riser, up. right? Yeah, I've got children. I'm up hours before that. That's that's usually the time when I try to get back to sleep if everything's calm that's in the bedtime house. So. For you. You're going to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Um, I, uh, I I I'm curious though, just c- comparing this World Cup to the last one, because um, you were saying like Belgium and Croatia were kind of surprises last time. Uh, this entire World Cup seems to be full of, at least from my perspective, a lot of surprises, a lot of shockers, a lot of upsets, but it almost appropriately is coming down to the more predictable finals. Yeah. Is this, when was the last time there was a very predictable finals? Oh, I think as in like just the entire finals themselves or like getting all the way to the actual, like the final four. The actual, 
Well, I, I mean simply the, the number one, number two. Yeah, look, to be honest with you, probably 2014, Germany, Argentina, before that, Spain and Netherlands. Like, I mean, it's interesting with some of these World Cups. But 2010 is an example. Spain and Netherlands had never won the World Cup, and to this day, Netherlands still haven't. So that was, no matter who won, that was going to be a first-time champion. It was Spain's first ever final, but it wasn't like, a, oh, my God, Spain's in it. This is a shock. Like, Spain had always been on the cusp. They just had never performed to the level that they should have. Kind of like back in 98 when France made their first final and beat Brazil. Again, it wasn't like a if Morocco made the final and won it on their first crack. Like, it was more yeah. of a, they're a powerful nation that should be winning. I would argue that Belgium four years ago wasn't really a shock just because Belgium has always also been there and thereabouts. And also, it'd be like if Sweden, like a country which isn't even in this World Cup, but they are always pretty good. They've lost finals in the past. They hosted it in the 50s and, and they lost the final. So there are countries there that haven't been good for a while, but you wouldn't be surprised. I, To me, the last like World Cup which legitimately threw up shocks to the point where it was like we got a, a standard final but it was almost a shock we got a standard final because the way it turned out was 2002. That was the World Cup that was renowned for, you know, we had Argentina going out in the group stages, uh, you know, England uh, quarterfinalists. But, like, the sem- look at the semifinals that year. South Korea and Turkey make the semifinals. Um, and Brazil and Germany ended up making the final. But it was still, that was a, a big shock. I mean, every other one after that, you know, yeah, Croatia in a way a shock four years ago to make the final, but Croatia had finished third before in '98, so it's not like they had you know not made a semis before. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, Colin, but it's it's sort of like it's just it's not. I think the World Cup at the end of the day always does come down to like the handful of countries that are always there. Croatia are really the first finalist. Probably you'd have to go all the way back when you look at someone like. Czechoslovakia and Sweden making the finals or Hungary, who nowadays you'd think, wow, that's a rarity. But back in like the 50s and 60s, they were like strong nations. So uh, Croatia making it was the first time probably in the history of the World Cup where you had a country where you're literally thinking like, well, how the hell did they get to the final? And now they've done it two years in a row. So, I mean, is this something where four years from now, they're going to be looked at as front runners? Are are they the next next France, like you say? Kind of. Like I don't, like when they, they beat Brazil, like, it's a shot more of a shot that Brazil go out, but it's not like if that had happened eight years ago, that would have been more of a shock. Uh, whereas now it's just like Croatia being Brazil, they're up there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of like they've gotten to a point now where you generally look at them, maybe in the top 10 countries of the world who are going to do something in a world cup. It's kind of like on the, on the opposite side of that. Whereas, and again, I'm not just doing this always to bring up Germany, but like Germany who went into this world cup is not necessarily being in the top five, top 10 favorites, but because Germany always generally perform at a world cup, it's always a shock if they go out this early. You look at someone like Italy who haven't qualified now the last two in a row. They qualify for USA, Canada, and Mexico in four years. They're automatically going to be considered like, well, they're a chance to win it, even though they've kind of been shit for 10 years. So mm. it's kind of that stigma. But um, I, this is the very first time that France and Argentina have obviously played in a final. The the last World Cup they played, I think it was a quarterfinals from memory, and uh, it was pretty much the match of the tournament. Uh, so a lot of people are excited for that. But I, I always like that that sort of parity where for each of these teams, it will be their third World Cup. You know, like it's kind of not like a country going for like their sixth if it was Brazil or like their fifth if it was Germany or Italy or something like that. Like you've got a parity there when it comes to that. And I don't know, like I, Colin, I don't know if you were aware of this, but like obviously 
the winner will get the extra star on their jersey because if you if you know that the countries who have won the World Cup, the stars above their logo is how many times they've won the World Cup. And I like how you see those designs floating around, like, oh, how's the third star going to look above it? So, you know, little kind of design things on that one there. But um, I don't know, France and three, like three, I mean, well, I guess two World Wars they lost. So, um, <laughs> I mean, they don't really get to three. The, the French. I don't know. We've got three colours on their flag, right, Colin? That could help. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know whether France is even considered, like, I'm not saying Canadian, but because French being the second language, I, I'll be very curious going into this to see where the rest of the country kind of gets behind here. Because, um, you know, obviously the, the French connection with Canada, but, but just the looking Quebecois at... Quebecois hate the French though, right? So the Quebecois are really going to go, ha-ha, oh, French brothers, let's go. They're going to be like, hey, fuck the French. Come on, Argentina. Good, good point. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of looking at, like you mentioned, you, know, you have the countries that beat Australia, you have the countries that beat Canada. I'm looking at that third place game and being like, I, I really don't think Canada has any reason to feel bad now. I mean, we're basically the top um, goal scorers we established last week in the World Cup is playing in the third place <laughs> playoff, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we basically lost to the third and fourth place team and Belgium. So, um, yeah, not bad for Canada now. Uh, I, there you go. You, you still find ways to bring up Germany. We can still find ways to bring up Canada. Hey, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was going to mention that, obviously. I think it's kind of a cool little connection to our two main countries here is that obviously in Australia right now, we're talking up the fact that the only countries to beat the Socceroos are in the final. And, yeah, the two countries that were in your group that made it out are also made it through to the, the semifinals. I guess with the games, like, I mean, I got up this morning and watched a, a large portion of the, the France-Morocco game. I uh, didn't with the Argentina game. I set the alarm, but I was like, eh, we know it's going to happen. Um, Jared, did you watch any of the semis? And I, I mean, I guess we will touch on the quarters because I, I need to laugh at England more. But uh, the semis, did you did you watch them? And what did you think about them? I caught the first half of France-Morocco. Um, and... Oh boy, the early goals when they're against the team that you're going for, it just really, especially that early in the morning too. Yeah. I got up and within five minutes, <laughs> they're losing. Yeah. Like really, you couldn't hold out a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but no, like I thought it was a good match and, and it's not like Morocco didn't have their chances, mm. um, which was impressive like throughout. It's the first goal. Well, I mean, also they went on to concede two. But it's the first goal they conceded that wasn't one of their own. Because, again, the only goal they conceded in the entire tournament was against Canada. And it was a fucking Moroccan who scored it. So, um, not bad for a country that, you know, nobody probably ever thought would be going that deep. Um, but i got to comment quickly on Martin Tyler. I think he was still waking up at uh, 6.05 in the morning, wasn't he? Like, oh, and France have gone in front. Look at that. Like... Oh my god! Like I love you, Martin Tyler. It's time for you to go. Like, this is, like go to bed. Like, <laughs> just like I think it's like you've got no sleep this entire time. I know you're 77. Have a glass of milk, mate, and just like have a nice rest. You got a 14 hour flight back to Australia. Just sleep. All right. Maybe don't wake up. Um, <laughs> Wish death upon a man. <laughs> Look, he's had a good innings. All right. <laughs> he's had some good calls. I, I am I'm pro Martin Tyler, but this World Cup, like like if this was a dog, like you love your dog, like you know you you, you get your dog gets to about sixteen and he's a bit slow, he's not running around like poor old Rover's not getting his bone or anything like that. He doesn't eat his meaty bites as much as he used to. He stinks a little bit more. He comes more of a burden than he does like the beloved family Rover. You're gonna take him upstate to a farm, aren't you? So like. <laughs> 
I mean, Martin, like, come on. Come you just on. old yellered somebody on off the podium. This is a first. <laughs> and he's well, he's English. I was going to say he's not even French, but um, <laughs> might work. Uh, Colin. I mean, the country the country can suck it, but he can <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, it's common. That's on a t-shirt. <laughs> suck it, England, and die, Martin Tyler. Um, I don't wish death upon Martin Tyler, but knowing my track record, he will be dead yeah, by the end of the week. Yeah, he's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Rest in peace, Martin Tyler. This time Ben's going week. to jail before the end of the World Cup. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. So, you know, <laughs> Christmas in jail. Why not? I might have some friends. I'm going to be by myself anyway. So, at least my thing in jail. <laughs> Jared, are you busy on Christmas? Of course you are. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll come visit you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, that's when he's free. Always wanted to go to jail. What's this? He's, he's not going to bail you out, though. He's <laughs> just going to visit. <laughs> uh, Colin, did, I don't think you watched any of the semis, did you? But did you no. watch the, the highlights at all? No, I literally have not been able to do anything other than look at the scores. So hearing Jared talk about it, I'm like, oh, it sounds like it was action-packed. And Tell me more. <laughs> Roger Moore. Well, yeah, I mean, I I think from when I saw the Argentina one, Messi just put on a clinic. Um, so, um, yeah, to be expected. But... Um, I think kind of everybody was so focused on Morocco, obviously, that I, I feel Croatia were just a forgotten one in the, in the semifinals. Oh, yeah, Croatia were there, weren't they? Um, they got a very passionate fan. I mean, this, the thing why I wanted a, a Croatia-Morocco final, just had the passionate fan bases that you would have had in that stadium. Yeah. Not to take away from the Argentina fans, the French fans will wake up and, oh, look at the final, we better go. Uh, Pierre, come on, get on Pepe Le Pew and right into the stadium. Um, oh, he's been cancelled now. Sorry, I can't say Pepe Le Pew anymore in 2022. Sorry. Um, Gerard Depardieu. Well, he's an E being cancelled too. Like, who's another famous French person we're allowed to talk about? Um, who's Amelie? Who, what's her name? Uh, Amelie, the actress? Yeah, what's her name? I think it's also Emily. Uh, let's just say it's Emily. Emily La French. Um, Marianne Coulthard, isn't she French? Um, oh, she's French, yeah. Yeah, she's good. She's not cancelled. Get on Marianne yeah, you, Coulthard you, and ride into the stadium. You uh-huh. can ride her. <laughs> she <laughs> loves being ridden on. <laughs> Got to ride on the buffet into the stadium. I'm a baguette. Um, but like France winning the World Cup, Olympics in two years. There you go. That'd be cool. That's a random thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where I'm going with that. Semi final. How come Mary, Marianne Cotillard isn't the mascot? <laughs> yeah, we don't have a fucking glove. <laughs> Why isn't Gerard Depardieu the mascot? He's fat now. He's cuddly. Like, I mean, <laughs> isn't he like friends with Putin? Um, did we talk about he this? He probably like is the mascot. <laughs> he's going to be the guy in the suit. It's the only acting gig he's had in He's lied into Cauldron. Do you think that <laughs> I, I kind of had this dream now? I know they've got like the opening ceremony on the river. Like Eiffel Tower, do you think that's going to be the cauldron? Like like Men in Black style, how they have like the Ooh. flashy thing. Like I mean, we got the shit that we got in Beijing. Like is that just because the ISC have gone right? Let's have a really shit fucking cauldron because in two years' time we are going to blow the world up with the Eiffel Tower being the cauldron. Like that's <laughs> that's smart though. Like, that's yeah. smart. That but would be cool. Now that you said it, they're going to do it and we'll get no residual income from it. Hey, I kill people and I give the IOC ideas. I'm telling you now <laughs> in Brisbane, when Bradbury and Kieran Perkins are doing it, like, I've been saying it for 10 years. And when Canada make the quarterfinals in the World Cup in four years' time, it's going to it's gonna be on this show. Uh, I mean, just I'll actually, before I get to the quarterfinals, let's talk about the third-place playoff because I've had a few conversations with people at work and about it. And, again, it's just it's the same old opinion. 
oh, it's pointless. FIFA only want money. It's stupid. Why do they do it? I think people seem to think this is a new thing. I just want to point out the third place game at the World Cup has happened since the very first World Cup in 1930. All right. So this isn't a new thing. This has always fucking happened. I don't think FIFA were rich and corrupt in 1930. I don't know. There was that Sam Neill movie with about FIFA. Did you know that exists, Colin? There's a movie on the history no. of FIFA, which FIFA paid for. And apparently it's just a, you know, a fellatio movie about how good we are. But Sam Neill's in it. So, well, um, if Sam Neill's in it. I'm watching. John Oliver bagged it out on an episode once, but anyway. So, like, like this is the first one. I think literally that has gave it to the the US. The two losing semifinalists are ranked according to the overall records in the tournament. So, the USA, their best finish at a World Cup was third, but that was because they were the higher place semi finalists back in 1930. But then you've had World Cup have had a third place playoff ever since. So, this isn't a new thing. I love the third place playoff. Because we've talked about this a lot, but it's because I want there to be a third place. I think it makes sense. And they do get a bronze medal, so they do actually get a medal. And it's always usually the best game of the fucking tournament because these teams don't give a shit. They're like, well, fuck, we've lost. We're not going to win the World Cup. Why do I have to play this game? Fuck it. Let's go score 20 goals each. Like, it's just yeah. like it's like an all-stars game in, like, the NBA. Like, there's no defense. The score's like 200 to 187. LeBron James is like 140 points because it's an all-stars game. It's a show. This is basically what it is. Colin, talk, I mean, again, third place. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I'm sure you're a big fan of 2002, Turkey, South Korea, 3-2, <laughs> Turkey finishing third. I mean, you love the third place game, right, Colin? Help me out here. I'm 100% behind you. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that anybody would oppose this because it just seems natural in any type of sports. I mean, it, it, it's they don't do it, obviously, in like professional playoffs you're not going to have let's play for third place in the stanley cup yeah, the you know, two losing finals of the conference finals <laughs> yeah <laughs> the new york rangers <laughs> you are playing the edmonton oilers for third <laughs> i mean that would have been the last chance that toronto would have had that would have been about 25 years ago 30 years ago whatever yeah. but uh so yeah it would be nice if you did that but uh but when we're talking major sporting events i mean the world cup is every four years you need to have a third place team the same way that you need to have bronze medalists in the Olympics. And uh, I'm sure I, I'm pretty sure we debated this back during Tokyo uh, that you have sports where they're like, Oh, we're going to play for seventh and eighth place. Yeah. Well that I don't care. You know, I'm not going to be same. glued to the team to find out who's fifth and who's sixth and seventh and eighth. But we hate the fact that in boxing, they just give away two third place, you know, medals. Like I want to see somebody fight for it. I want to see somebody earn this. Yeah. I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I absolutely agree. Jared, you're on the page, right? You like the third battle for bronze, Morocco, Croatia, traditional rivals. hundred percent. It's what Colin said. It's like the, the water polo where we're playing off for like ninth and 10th, leave it alone. Who cares? Um, but this yeah, I'm there for it. Give him a bronze medal. And the fact that, like, one team just misses out, like, what's not to love about that? Got to say, though, it's uh, been a long time since a non-European nation has finished third at the World Cup. you got to go back to 1978 when Brazil finished third. And the same year that a, the last time a non-European nation got third, Argentina won their first World Cup in 1978. So the omen's there for Morocco to get third, just saying. Africa obviously never finished this high before, Colin. I, I also would assume, just like, you know, in the Olympics, that it's going to make people try a little bit harder. I mean, in the Olympics, you may know you have no shot at winning gold or silver, but you might have a shot at bronze. And that's why, you know, you have a lot of these fourth place finishers who are like, oh, they were so close. Uh, 
will quarterfinals be more boring if they don't have the possibility of a third place to play for? A lot of teams are going to go to quarterfinals and be like, well, we don't have a shot at making this whole thing, but maybe we have a shot at winning third. I think like the thing too, yeah, like it's a good point because if you win a quarterfinal, you know, you know you've got two matches to go. So let's like hypothetically a Messi or a Ronaldo, or we're going to have Modric for um, Croatia, like their last World Cup. So like, from the knockout stages, any game could be their last. But at least if they win a quarter, they've got two games because they know that it will be the final or third place is going to be their send-off. So I think we'd be looking at this completely differently if Argentina had lost and the third place game would be like Messi's last ever World Cup game. It's a sad fact that he's not going to be there, but like, you know, let's send him out in a high. But like it's I think it comes down to like if we compare it to the Olympics, where a bronze medal game is sometimes more exciting than the gold medal game because you know, you do have that. And we've talked to a lot of guests on the show about this. I remember Ziggy, you know, Water Polo Australia, Water Polo Survivor, Jared knows what I'm talking about. Like she talked about going into that bronze medal match where they got the bronze, about it being on a level where you want it more. Because if you make the final, yeah, you want gold, but you know at least if you're going to lose, you'll get a silver medal. It's a bit different in the World Cup because I don't think, you know, uh, Lionel Messi is going to be like, oh, well, I've got two silver medals at the World Cup. Like that doesn't come about. But at the Olympics, it's a little bit different. But yeah, I think that the kind of there's always that there. But like again, like look at like comparing the scores. The last World Cup, bit of anomaly because we had a four-two final and it was only a two-nil third-place playoff. But prior to that, 2014, one-nil was the score in the final, three-nil in the third-place playoff. South Africa, 2010, one-nil was the final, three-two the third-place playoff. 2006, one-all went to penalties. Italy beat France. Germany, 3-1 against Portugal, 3-2 in the third. Like, look at how high scoring these games are versus the final. Like, they're just, they're always high scoring. Teams don't give a shit. And it's just fun. I always like, and I'm kind of with you, Jay, what you said before. It's a shame that this is at two in the morning because realistically, am I going to stay up two nights in a row to watch it? No, I'm not. I'm probably going to miss the third place final. But having said that, it's still tempting because it's also a Saturday night. 6-3, 1958, France beat Germany in the third place playoff. 6-3. We're not going to get a 6-3 final. Like, you know, it's it's exciting. And uh, I just I just don't get people like, oh, the third place playoff shit. I guarantee you if Australia had made the semifinals and we had a lost, we'd be going gaga for the third place. If Canada, yeah. we'd be going, they'd be going gaga for the third place. But because, yeah, yeah, fuck it, third place, whatever, who cares. Um, quarterfinals, England lost. Ha <laughs> ha. I did catch this one. Um it's all about the Harry Kane penalty. Oh, like the, the beautiful thing about this. I'm sorry, England, I really don't give a shit. But like, like it's just a cliche thing that England always lose on penalties, right? And they didn't even lose on penalties. This is what, like 10 minutes to go. Clear as day penalty. I don't know why the referee had to send it to VAR. Like, fuck it hell, I'm not a referee. I would have given that as a penalty. So I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. England are going to tie this up. There's probably going to be some miracle. They're going to win it in extra time. But then, like, it's, it's not even like it got saved. It's not even like it hit the bar. I think Harry Kane scored a goal here in Sydney. Like, it was flying that far away. Jared, I don't know if you were watching it or not, but, like, I don't know. And it's also, it's the poster boy that does it. It's not like it's just, like, Johnny Come Lately from Sheffield who missed it. This is, like, the fucking star of England missed it. And he's always going to be known for this for the rest of his life. Yeah, this was just amazing. Like, I don't like England at the best of times, but there's something about, like, it's coming home mm. that, like, really rubs me the wrong way. And it's so annoying and pretentious and horrible. So the fact that, like, I mean, like I said on our first episode, it's not coming home and now it really is not coming home <laughs> and they have to wait four more years to try to get it home. 
um, is is amazing. I'm telling you now, Canada are going to make the quarterfinals in four years time. They're going to beat England in the round of 16. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be brilliant. Like, Colin, I give you shit about Toronto all the time. And, like, it's literally like, when, was your last Stanley Cup like 64, 65, 60, like what year? 68. 68. Okay, so you're two years newer than England last only won the World Cup in 66. So you're basically around the same time. As much as I give you shit, and as, I don't know if it's a Toronto thing or a Canadian thing, you guys aren't all like, oh, yeah, it's coming on me. Like every year you're just kind of like, oh, maybe this year's wow. our year. Oh, next year, okay. You're not like fucking England. Oh, it's coming home, champs. Like, fuck it. You've been saying that for like 60 years. Get over It's not coming home. All right? It's so, found a so new home. <laughs> you say that, but it's funny. Well, Jared was talking there. It reminded me of uh, 2006 Olympics, Torino. And the whole it's coming home thing and how it rubbed him the wrong way. I'm like, you know what? Like it reminds me of, of what it was like here in Canada leading into the 2006 Olympics. Where it was like, oh, it's going to be us. And everybody else, there were literally commercials where the commercials were about the fact that every other country was afraid of Canada in hockey. And even as a Canadian, I was like applauding that Canada didn't win that time because I'm like, Serves us right after that type of arrogance, you know? So, yeah, I, I I don't have any beef against England or France or anything like that. But in this match, I was definitely a little bit more pulling for France because you don't want to see the arrogance of uh, hype, you know, overtake whether or not somebody should win. It's And it's just, I don't know, there are supporter bases where you, like, legitimately feel for them, like... I can use an AFL example. I used to legitimately feel sorry for Richmond supporters that they went so long without winning. But now they've won a few. Now they're cocking. You're like, shut the fuck up. But like, like again, I give you shit, Colin, but I actually like the Leafs and I legitimately feel for the Leafs fans. I would love to see you win a Stanley Cup. I really, really would. But like, there are some countries where like you just, or like sporting teams where I just don't give a fuck. They've had a drought. Like suck. I don't give a shit, England. Like boo fucking who? Like, <laughs> you know, um, you brought it. Was on it yourself. like this four years ago? Uh, in what way? Like the cockiness, or I think it was worse four not, years not, ago. Not the cockiness, but like the the oh, we have to do this, or oh, it's been so long. Like oh, when every did every four, the talk of a every four did, like, years, Colin. Because <laughs> I say like you know in in Canada, I mean the the everybody's talk about Toronto and this drought probably really only started. You know, I don't know, maybe in the last ten years or so, which is funny because there were other teams who had longer droughts, but uh, I I don't know when it became a big deal. It's been it's, this long. It's, uh, it's peaks and troughs of England. Cause like generally they go through like most teams, they have ways where they're good and they're bad. And generally when they're not expected to do well, they punch above their weight. And when they're expected to do well, they choke. Uh, I think the famous one where they got close after not having a really good team was 1990, where they famously made the semis, Germany knocked them out. Just got to say that out loud. Um, and then four years later, there was all this hype on them. Like, oh my God, look how good we were when we weren't meant to be. And they didn't even qualify for the USA World Cup. Um, and then subsequent World Cups, um, they've all generally like, you know, I remember it was like 2006, it was like Beckham and Owen and Gerard and all these players. They got knocked out in the quarters by Portugal. Then, you know, I think it was 2010, we Germany knocked them out in the round of 16 and they were sort of meant to do okay. 2014 went out in the group stage. Amazing. And then I think it was four years ago, they actually weren't expected to do that well, but they went all the way to the semis. And that was kind of like this, it's coming home bullshit started uh, because that was like getting above it. And then of course they lost the Euro final last year. And then this year they were expected to do well. So 
Ah, mm. screw them. Like, whatever. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it, England. Um, obviously, Morocco uh, beat Portugal, so Ronaldo left the field crying. But, uh, I mean, that's just history, to have an African nation make the semifinal. I think we talked about this a bit last week. But, like, it's just – it's so amazing to see it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, they are—they were the last federation outside of Oceania um, to not have a, a semifinalist. You know, North America obviously have technically with the USA – um, and well, Mexico haven't made the semis, but you know, so that's happened. Asia's had it, uh, with South Korea and now we've had Africa. So we're just, come on, New Zealand, chop, chop. Uh, now that Australia aren't in Oceania anymore, you're it. Time to catch up. And the Antarctic Federation, very tricky, that one, of course. Um, <laughs> but great for African football. So I love seeing that. And sorry, Portugal. Bye-bye. Um, Brazil obviously going out, bit of a shock, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, it, the only thing I was disappointed with that is, like I would have loved to seen an Argentina Brazil game in a world because I don't think in our lifetimes we've had a Brazil Argentina match. I just I don't ever remember seeing Brazil Argentina at a World Cup, so we miss out on that. And obviously the Dutch, Jared, how'd you feel about that one? I watched that one and they did alright to get back into the Dublin. They were two nothing down. They scored what like the last kick of the game. That was mm-hmm. it. Was an epic match. That might have been the match of the tournament yeah. so far. The uh, the Netherlands Argentina game, but even the penalty shootout, they had the first two saved, and you're like, oh, they're done. But then they came right back in it. Um, and, ah, oh, the Dutch, Jared, what do they have to, this is where like fucking England, like the Dutch have made like three finals mm. and never won it. Like, I mean, why can't we jump on the orange team and like feel sorry for them? Yeah, this was tough because round of 16, like we lost like my third team in Spain. And then I was like, I swear, still got the Dutch. And then they go out in the quarterfinals. Um, I mean, kind of serves them right for wearing that color orange. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say it, but it's true. It's such so bad. Yeah. Four years time, good color orange. You'll be right. Back to to normal orange. Back to your normal like Dutch orange, not this. Yeah, the color of a carrot, not (laughs) whatever that is. (laughs) That's carrot spew. (laughs) (laughs) Baby carrot. Colin, you. I mean, any thoughts on any of these other quarterfinals outside of England losing? I mean, again, the the Dutch Argentina one. Again, maybe the match of the the tournament. Uh, you know, with Croatia and Brazil, I I just sort of had it on the background and. I, I don't I don't even know what it is. I maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but uh, I assumed that Brazil won that thing. And it was only like the next day where I look back, like, wait, I thought Brazil won. Like I mean, it obviously comes down to, a, you know, a penalties or whatever or shootout, as we talked about last week. But uh, the, the fact that it's not Brazil was so much of a shock that it took me a day even having watched it to be like, oh, it was Croatia. Uh, but Netherlands, Argentina, like I, I, I'm pretty sure I messaged our group and he said, boy, I, without giving anything away, I'm like, I really hope you guys are watching this because I would say from the 60 minute mark on, it was like the best stuff of the World Cup, best stuff I've probably seen in soccer in a very long time. Uh, and th- the fact that there was that that very last minute, like pretty much right at the end of extra time at 90 minutes yeah. when the tying goal came, like it's one of these games where you can't script it. And even just the the Argentina goalie, like you didn't have to read the crowd. You could read the goalie throughout every single save he had. I mean, at one point he was even dancing and the commentator is like, well, he has good reason to dance uh, because he's on his game. Like, I I don't know if I've ever seen a player get that enthused about, you know, the the, the end of a game as he Mm -hmm. was. Um, It was like across the board, like on every level, the best of the World Cup. And the free kick to like level the game as well was like the most unusual free kick I've ever seen. Like it was so against the grain of like 
like normally like okay like they're gonna curl it into like the it's top like the corner. sneak where they teased it underneath yes. like it was yeah so skillful because now we see the players like lie down behind the wall and mm. it's kind of odd that's new isn't it yeah They've got rid of that spray, haven't they? That line. Remember that magic spray they did a line? That's long gone. It was always over the player's shoes and then they get pissed off. I like that spray. <laughs> that spray was cool. Um, but now, yeah, it's the man lying behind the wall and the magical Dutch underneath it. They're like, oh, flee the flee the Dutch under the wall. Um, yeah. Like, Very Swedish of you. What was that? <laughs> the cook, wasn't it? The shit. <laughs> I, had a, I used to know this girl, she was Dutch, and basically whenever she would speak Dutch, it sounded like some mythical elf language. So I used to always be like, Flutie, 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 I am a Dutch. She'd be like, oh, Ben, I don't speak like that. And I'm like, Flutie, 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 I am Dutch. Um, so don't want to just speak like a uh, freaking what's-his-face golden. I am, I am a Dutch accent. Isn't that weird? <laughs> there are two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Uh, <laughs> Oh, come on, Colin. Even you who hate the third Austin Powers movie can't admit that's not funny. Uh, I'd have to see it again. <laughs> Jared's laughing. He likes Dutch jokes, don't you, Jared? Yeah, the Dutch are a cold Jared, race. Who does, who does it like oh, a good Dutch joke? I think, Jared, look, Jared's laughing is like the Colin's nodding of off the podium. Gonna, oh, Jared's laughing. Let's Google Dutch what's the, joke. What's the score, Jared? You got to give us a score on that one. Four or five? What is it? <laughs> Mm, yeah, around that, four and a half. <laughs> I've just Googled Dutch jokes. Now, apologies to our Dutch listeners if these are, like, racist and offensive. I don't know. Uh, what's Dutch party without bitter balling? A worst cast scenario. Um, I don't want to. No, oh, that's the wrong one. I was trying to find the <laughs> Peace doesn't want to be here. Um, I, I don't even know what the mother. I did. Jared, you're part Dutch. Do you get it? Uh Nah. I don't get it. Why are Dutch people so tall? Shorter ones drowned in floods. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive. Or that funny. seems like a Dutch joke. Two Dutch. I, I got into really that, good. like yeah, like like dark humor. Two Dutch. Um, let, let me let me let me give a dark really dark humor bad one sarcasm. Um, they'll tell you what they think. The Dutch. Yes, I've had enough of that. And Max Verstappen in Formula One recently. Uh, Go, Colin. Look at this. This this is this is this is the worst joke I've ever heard in my life. But uh, what is the favorite city of Dutch rodents? I don't. Amsterdam. Ooh, that's a Dutch joke right there. It's like when you say I'm going to go to Amsterdam. We're going to have an Amsterdam good time. Um, I haven't read this one, so I don't know. Two Dutch girls are out riding their bikes, and one of them suggests taking an alternate scenic route home. After a while, they are in an area that the other girl doesn't recognize, and she has no idea where they are or which direction home is. As it is getting towards dusk, she becomes nervous and a bit agitated. She says to her friend, I've never come this way before. And her friend turns to her smiling and says, I know, it's the cobblestones. Oh, get it? That's a sex joke, Colin. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just marveling that there are so many Dutch rodent jokes because I found another one. Is this what a hamster you- jam one? Yeah, hamster- <laughs> what do cannibalistic Dutch rodents put on their toast? Hamster jam. What is it with the Dutch and rodent jokes? <laughs> lots of lots of rats in. <laughs> what do Dutch folk need for kissing? Tulips, tulips, two, two, two. Oh. oh. <laughs> Why don't Dutch men use Drano? Because it <laughs> destroys clocks. <laughs> that one I kind of like. I shouldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, a fun fact for you. We've, we had this long going thing on this show about Hungarian people not being funny. Uh, spoiler alert, next year we have a Hungarian guest on the show. She proves they're quite funny. So uh, maybe we need to get a Dutch person on the show to be like, Flori Flori, I'm a Dutch, I will tell you the jokes. <laughs> what did the Dutch man say when he invented the Dutch oven? Now we're cooking with ass. Hell. <laughs> oh god um anyway uh dutch jokes aside um they predict- lost, <laughs> they lost. <laughs> there's a joke the dutch national football team uh <laughs> better luck next year oh, what are they the orange laws orange or what are they called the lions right in very french um predictions uh, so just an update on how they went after the quarter. I was getting <laughs> quite excited because um, Colin in the round of 16, Jared, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but he got everything right except for the, the poll. He picked Poland over France. So he did all right. You did okay in the in the round of 16. You got five. I only got three. So I needed to make up. So in the quarterfinals, I went balls to the fucking wall and I got three out of four. I only got England wrong. Fucking England. Um, everything else I got right. Um, Colin also got three, you bastard. Jared, you only got one in the quarterfinals. Not good. But the semis is where I've officially, I think, bowed out of contention. For, unless we, like, you know, double or nothing on the goal score or something like that. So I predict Croatia-Morocco, so I got nothing. Colin went Argentina, but then picked Morocco, so out. But Jared, Mr. Smarty Pants, two out of two. So leading into the final in the third place playoff uh the score right now is i'm on 18 colin's on 20 jared's on 22 so colin you basically have to go the opposite of what jared says here to have any chance uh and i just fucking show up apparently um (laughs) i don't know and that's that's what jared missed last week is that when ben went through the rankings uh i think i brought up i'm like you know should i go this direction or should i I just just the opposite of jared jared yeah Yeah. and ben's like well i got no chance at catching so i'm just gonna go the opposite of jared for everything which i think in fairness there was actually only one that was like i had i had gone opposite jared and everything i think there was i think maybe it was the england game where i was i did pick france like fuck it i need to go with england so Mm. yeah so I, i i kind of already had so um I mean, I, look, look, I could cheat and be like, hey, double or nothing. Let's predict the goal score. You get a point for like, but no, let's keep it fair. Um, so you got to bring the original predictions back in. I could, yeah. But tiebreaker, that's a solid yeah, point. Yeah, tiebreaker. I mean, to be fair, though, I think we both picked Argentina to win the whole thing. Well, so, I, um. Yeah, no, well, you and I did, Colin. You picked Brazil. So uh, actually, well, I'll go over those in a minute because I think that's actually a, a fun point to look at who we actually initially picked to make the final and what we would have at this point but um let's just let's third place playoff first um i'm just i'll start it off because i can't fucking win i'm going for morocco i think morocco will become africa's first ever bronze medalist at the world cup so i am predicting because obviously they played each other in the groups and uh was that nil all if i'm not mistaken i think in the group stage was it um it was nil all. So, um, yeah, they've already played each other this World Cup. Uh, Colin, or do you want Jared to go for like? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, I think in fairness, Jared should be able to have the privilege of going last, which probably means it'll screw us up. But uh, yeah, well, Jared just I, plays it safe now. He just does the price yeah. is right thing where you just choose a dollar same. over That's the thing. it. Exactly. So Jared can win it right I'm happy here. to go first. Like I already like have my pick in mind. 
Okay. What, what's your pick? Because I won't change mine. I, on okay. this one, I won't change it. On the count I'm, of three, I'm, what's your favorite I'm dinosaur? Also, one, two, yeah, we'll, three. We'll do, yeah, we'll do it on the count of three. <laughs> do you want to do it on the count let's, of three? Let's, let's do the count of three. We'll both reveal. Okay, okay. ready, Jared? Three, two, one, Morocco. Oh. oh, I've got no chance of beating him. Jared has won our tipping. Look at him, Mr. Smarty Pants. Um... <laughs> In the final, I'm sticking with Argentina. I mean, I picked Argentina from the beginning. I'd be stupid to go against my original thing. I mean, look, I want France to win if I had to choose. But if Argentina win, I'm not going to be, like, sad. So, um, yeah, I will go with Argentina based on my OG prediction. Uh, Colin, you go. You're not going to win anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still so up in the air with this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet on France. Okay. Jared? I mean, that is honestly the way I was going to go as well, like France. Okay. Congratulations, Jared. Uh, <laughs> um, originally, so for those playing at home, our pre-tournament predictions for the final, I had Argentina-Belgium. Colin had Brazil-Spain. Jared had Argentina-Spain. Uh, so Jared and I did all right, 50-50 there. Uh, and for the third-place playoff, I had Brazil-England. Colin had Mexico, England, and Jared had Brazil, Mexico. So Mexico let us down a little bit. And you know what? Just in fairness and in keeping with controversial FIFA decisions here, we're going to allow Ben to play for third place in our rankings. So um, <laughs> oh, no pressure. <laughs> Those Dutch fans are coming up behind me uh, pretty quickly. Uh, this is not for prediction-wise at all. Like, this is no bonus points or anything, but just like legitimately score for the final. Give me a score. Go, Colin. 2 1. 2 1. All right. Jared is saying, is that what you were going to say <laughs> as well? <laughs> so you're both going a 2 1. And was this uh, like regulation time? You think it's going to be 2 1 extra time? Like, what are you going to say? I'm going to say it's in regulation. Yeah, both yeah. of you. All and right. I think it's a 2 0 lead to France, and then Argentina gets one back. Ooh, okay. I'm going 1 nothing Argentina extra time. I think it's going to be what we had in 2014 when Germany beat Argentina 1-0 in extra time. I think it's going to be a Dow and nil all affair. It's going to be fucking nerve-wracking. And then Messi will score it. It'll be fucking fairy tale, and you're not going to hear the end of it for the next four years. He'll announce his retirement and he'll go back off to Buenos Aires and become the president of Argentina and basically the country will be called Argent Messi. Uh, so one, the 118th minute, Lionel Messi will score a goal that will explode Argentina. Like it will, you will hear it from Australia and Canada. Boom. And then 2030, what would be 2034, Buenos Aires gets the Olympics and somebody rides Messi into the stadium. It'd be 2036, but yes. Um, 36. Yes. Um, now they're getting the winter. They, well, I mean, they could. <laughs> They've got snow in that part of the country. The Andes around them, aren't they? Or is that chilly? Like it's, you know, it's in that vicinity, somewhere around there. Well, I think Argentina are putting their hand up for the 2030 World Cup, co-hosting it, I believe, with Uruguay and Chile. Because it'll be the 100th anniversary of the World Cup in 2030. Uh, so Uruguay hosted the first World Cup. So it might make sense for it to go back to South America. So we will see. But uh, we will be back next week for our final World Cup episode uh, where we will go over the final, give our takes on the tournament in general, and then look ahead four years' time when Colin's country will be having a few balls kicked in it. So, um, And then we can talk about the Women's World Cup next year where Jared and my country will be having a few balls kicked in it. Which, uh, by the way, I just want to say, Jared, I know you're always busy, but like, obviously I've got a couple of spare tickets, but our very good friend Jimmy messaged me in the last week or so 
I was like, ah, oh, I just got some tickets to the quarters and semifinals. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like if you've got a spare. Yeah, I bought six to each. So uh, <laughs> he might have a spare ticket for you. <laughs> just saying, if you want to go to the quarters or the semifinal of the Women's World Cup next year, you might be in luck. Because <laughs> I know you're busy when I'm going for my games. Yeah. But for Jimmy. I have to check with Jimmy which one you're going to and pick the opposite. Is he coming to both or just one of them? <laughs> I reserve one just for you. Um, but, yes, next week we'll come back and wrap it all up. In the meantime, do all the liking and the following and the sharing and all that sort of stuff. We really should be doing news episodes because there has been Olympic news during the week. I don't know if you guys heard about the Winter Olympics, what's happened with that. Basically, uh, Thomas Bark was like, ah, fuck it, no one wants it in 2030. We're going to start again. Uh, so it doesn't even look yes, like sir. doesn't even look like they're announcing it next year and they're basically putting it back out to tender. And then they've all but said that in the future we might just choose two permanent rotating hosts for the Winter Olympics in the future because no one wants them anymore. So uh, Salt Lake City and Vancouver will be sharing the Olympics for the next 30 years, I think. Um, But, yeah, 2030, Vancouver still might be within a shot, Colin, because basically you've got to start again. So (laughs) it's a bit of a a fuck-up right now going on Winter Olympic land. But uh, here on the Olympics podcast where we're talking about the World Cup, we're bringing you the news at like the 50-minute mark of our episode. You're welcome. Uh, as always, a shout-out goes to the Birmingham Bull. Remember to do all the stuff that I said. Colin, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. I, I appreciate you appreciating my time. Jared, I'd say thank you, but I know you're busy. And we'll be back <laughs> next week. And until then, remember to go left. <laughs> <laughs>